You were never meant to create this way. Caged by shame that whispers, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you will never be successful. No, you were born to create with wild and abundant joy, with reckless abandon, unfettered feeling, and the easy peace of unshakable assurance. Here at Wildmaking, we're reclaiming this birthright together, untaming our art and rewilding our relationships with our creative work. I'm your host, author and creative wellness coach, Kristen Kiefer. Let's get started. Recently, I wrapped up a multi-call coaching package with one of my clients named Anne. Anne came to me because she wanted to gain greater confidence and clarity in her mission to land a literary agent, and so we worked together for several months to help her achieve that. And by the time our last session rolled around, Anne was doing great. She showed up with really not much of anything to talk about because things were just going well. She felt confident. She felt empowered. All of the concerns and doubts and fears that she had about the querying process we had talked out in previous sessions. And so we kind of reached this point during our last 90-minute call where we were like, what do we talk about today? What is there that we could possibly, you know, discuss in order to make this last coaching call worthwhile and valuable? And so because there was nothing else on the table, I said, okay, Anne, let's talk about your worst nightmares. (laughs) Let's talk about the worst case scenarios, the things that could go absolutely wrong as you try to query this year over the coming years. And let's just break them all down, discuss them, so that if they do happen, God forbid, but if one of them or more of them does happen, you know how to handle it. You know that we've already discussed this. You know that you have what it takes to successfully navigate that situation and continue toward your goals and dreams as a writer. So that's exactly what we did. Because despite our best efforts in life, sometimes things go wrong. Unexpected things happen. Things take a turn for the worst, and we can let those things assail us unexpectedly when they happen. Or if, you know, life does take one of those hard left turns, we can go in prepared. We can go in knowing, you know what, this is something I've considered before and I've made peace with and I know how to handle it. And I think this is a a very powerful exercise for any of us to do, whether it comes to our creative work or otherwise. So in Anne's case with querying, some of the worst case scenarios that she could imagine were things like querying a hundred agents and not receiving any interest from any of them, any of them, or landing an agent, but ultimately having it not be a great fit and having that person not be the type of support that she wants in her creative journey, or landing her ideal agent somebody who is absolutely wonderful and that she gels with perfectly only for something horrible to happen with that agent. Perhaps they suffer a really terrible bereavement or, um, you know, have a terminal illness that they get diagnosed with, right? Something absolutely kind of awful that would not only be a shame in and of itself, but also waylay Anne in her mission to build a writing career with this agent at her side. And so Anne and I, during her last session, broke all of those things down. We uncovered limiting beliefs and fears and doubts that she didn't know that she had. And we also uncovered strengths 
in her resources that it was wonderful for her to claim and recognize that, yes, she could use those things to navigate her worst case scenarios if they arose. So I want to encourage you today, if you find yourself in kind of a pretty good place with where you're at, with your creative routine, with moving forward towards your goals and your dreams for your art, maybe the inner work that you can do right now is to take a look at your worst nightmares, right? To take a moment to explore them with with curiosity, right? Not with, you know, any sort of like morbid attitude, but just with curiosity about what might come up for you when you do begin to explore them and what you might find within you that could help you navigate those items. Exploring your worst case scenarios can be helpful for several reasons. I've touched very briefly upon some of them already, but there are five reasons in particular that you might want to do this exercise. Let's let's go through them, shall we? So obviously, first and foremost, one reason that you may want to explore your worst case scenarios is to make a very loose plan for how you would handle them should they arise. To just go in knowing that, yes, you are going to anticipate the best, but that also you have a plan for the worst and don't need to find yourself completely and utterly blindsided should something go wrong. Often, planning for the worst isn't exactly fun, right? One of Anne's concerns had to do with not building a writing career and therefore not having any income from creative work. And so it's not exactly fun to consider, okay, like what happens if I have no income and then I'm, you know, living in a van down by the river, right? It's not always fun to consider these scenarios that we know would be very, very difficult on us. But by exploring these things and asking, you know what? Let's say I did lose the roof over my head for whatever reason. What would I do? Who could I turn to? What resources or organizations could I call upon for help? Right? You can do this in pretty much any scenario. And sometimes you may even find that there are action action steps that you can take now to help prevent these worst case scenarios from occurring, right? So maybe one of your worst case scenarios is losing your entire manuscript. Okay, well, there are steps you can take to make sure that you do not lose your entire manuscript now. You can set up several systems of backup to ensure that you always have have a copy of your latest work somewhere that is accessible to you, not only physically, but perhaps in the cloud as well, right? Digitally. Or let's say you are a visual artist. You know, let's say that you paint, right? Okay, well, what can you do to help safeguard some of your previous works of art to ensure that if your, you know, again, God forbid, your house burned to the ground, that you didn't lose all of your work? Well, could you gift some of your pieces to family and friends? Could you put some of them in a storage unit? What are your options? What steps can you take to ensure that if worst comes to worse, that you're good, you're okay, you're going to survive, you can rise from those ashes and perhaps not have lost everything that you hold dear as an artist along the way. Make sense? Another reason to explore your worst case scenarios is to kind of recognize or gain clarity about what inner resources you possess and to start really owning those here and now in the present. When I say inner resources, I'm talking about traits that serve you inside of your creative work and beyond. Things like determination, 
creativity, a penchant for innovation, hope. Having a lot of hope is an inner resource. Intelligence, quality communication skills. These are all inner resources that you might possess, and there are a million and one others that we could add to that list. We all have inner resources, and we will all have some that are stronger than others. And taking a moment to ask yourself, okay, what inner resources do I know I already possess? And how can they help me in these worst case scenarios can help you recognize that you are resourced to navigate those situations should they occur. You can be a little bit less afraid of the worst kind of nightmare scenarios happening because you know that you have what it takes within you to navigate and survive them. This can also be an opportunity to ask yourself, you know, if that that terrible thing were to happen... What inner resource within me would I wish was a bit stronger so I can handle that situation a bit better? And let's say you wish you were a bit more brave or a bit more resilient. That is something that you can begin working on now to shore up your inner resources in the case that something should go wrong in the future. By and large, though, by taking a moment to kind of explore, identify, and claim ownership of your inner resources is not only going to help you navigate the future with a little bit more strength and flexibility, but help you feel more grounded in who you are and what you are capable of here and now. And so in this way, this exercise is going to help you today as well as any time in the future. Speaking of which, on to the third reason to explore your worst case scenarios, and that is to reclaim energy in the present. Making a plan for the future should things go wrong and owning your inner resources and what makes you capable of navigating those situations is going to make you less afraid, less anxious about the possibility that these worst case scenarios could come true. You don't know what lies ahead of you, right? You don't know what your future holds. Uncertainty is an inevitable part of life. But knowing that you can handle things when they go wrong is an incredible certainty, an incredible sense of assurance that you can move forward with each and every day. And in doing so, you can reclaim some of the energy that fear and anxiety steal from you. I'm sure we've all had experiences where nervousness, anxiety, or fear have stolen our energy and left us feeling exhausted. And there's a good chance that if you haven't really taken the time to explore and make a plan for your worst case scenarios, that there's like a low level energy buzz of anxiety in the back of your head about some of these things. Maybe not every day, but chances are every once in a while your brain goes, but what if we lost our manuscript and all of our hard work from the past five years and we had to start completely over from scratch and all of our dreams go down the toilet, right? Like every once in a while our brains tend to do that sort of thing. Maybe for some of us, that's more often than for others. But the point is, is that that sort of anxiety can leave us feeling tired, leave us feeling worn down, leave us feeling less resourced to do the work that we need today to keep moving forward towards our goals and our dreams. So by doing this little worst case scenario exercise and making peace with what might happen in the future... You can reclaim that energy for use today. The fourth reason to explore your worst case scenarios 
is to uncover and work through any limiting beliefs that might not rear their ugly heads until those scenarios were to play out. So you might not know that if nightmare number one happened, that it would kind of gut punch you and make you feel down on yourself in a way that you hadn't expected unless you kind of took a few moments to think about it. When working with Anne to explore one of her worst case scenarios, I asked her, you know, if this horrible thing with your agents happened, what do you think you would do? And surprisingly, the first words out of her mouth were, I think I would quit, which took me completely by surprise because Anne is such a fighter. And after a few moments, we talked through that and recognized that that was just her initial reaction to the situation and that she actually cared far more about giving her goals and dreams the best shot possible to become a reality, right? To keep with that, that she was incredibly resilient and would keep moving forward. But sometimes it takes thinking about the worst happening to recognize what dark thoughts and doubts and fears live within us. But once we can identify those items, we can begin to address them in the present so that they don't come up later, or that if they do come up later, we know how to handle them, right? So when you are kind of spending some time with your worst case scenarios, you might ask yourself, okay, so if that were to happen, what do I think that would mean about me? You know, if, if I queried 100 agents and none of them showed any interest in my work, what would that mean about me? Maybe one of your thoughts is, maybe that means I'm not really all that great of a writer. Maybe that means I should quit writing, that nobody wants my work, that nobody's going to love it. Those are limiting beliefs that are worth checking now before they get out of hand or rear their ugly heads in the future, right? Another great question to ask yourself here is, what could this occurrence actually mean that has nothing to do with me? So maybe the manuscript that you're querying just isn't the right fit for the market this particular year, but next year it might be. Or maybe the list of agents that you compiled to query wasn't from the most reputable source and you weren't actually querying some of the better agents within the industry. Right? There are different scenarios here that could absolutely be true before this idea, this doubt, this limiting belief that you are in some way not enough and should just give up. So taking the time to, again, explore those worst case scenarios can help you identify some of these limiting beliefs and address them before they become major roadblocks in your creative journey. And finally, one last reason to spend some time with your nightmares, is to gain perspective on things that are going well now and really allow yourself to feel grateful for what is working out. Because sometimes it can be difficult to move forward with confidence and a sense of energy and motivation when so much of what we want to achieve with our art is a long-term endeavor. We, most of us are, are in mental marathons right now, or literal, like, you know, physical marathons with our work, trying to create something that takes hundreds of hours of time and dedication. And it can get hard there in the middle of a marathon to keep moving forward. Things can become a little bit slow, a little bit less energized, a little bit demoralized. 
taking a moment to consider everything that could go wrong and everything that is currently going incredibly well can help you put your current situation in the middle of a marathon into perspective and can help you recognize how much you have to be grateful for because things are going pretty well here and now. And that's it. Ultimately, thinking about the worst happening isn't very fun, right? This is not an exercise you'll want to undertake for like kicks and giggles, (laughs) but it is an exercise that can leave you feeling grounded in self-assurance and a greater peace of mind that you can handle whatever comes your way. And even the very act of completing this exercise can help you develop the inner resource of being more flexible, right? Of being more resilient, that should things go a little bit sideways, you might bend, but you won't break. Making peace with the worst of possibilities is going to empower you inside of your relationship with your creative work. So go ahead and give this a little bit of thought sometime if it feels good and right for you to do so. And if you would rather work through some of these scenarios with a coach who can help you identify those limiting beliefs, who can help you identify those inner resources, and ultimately help you navigate the process of exploring your worst case scenarios, go ahead and reach out. I would love, love, love to help you. You can find more about my coaching services at kristenkiefer.co as always. Until next time, friends, shine on. Thank you for listening to today's Wild Making. If this episode felt like coming home to yourself as an artist or a maker, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing to help this podcast reach a wider audience of creatives like yourself. And for more on untaming your art, be sure to check out my current coaching offers and subscribe to receive weekly wisdom-packed emails in your inbox for free at kristinkiefer.co. Cool? Until next time, shine on, my friend.